What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Business Breakthrough. In today's episode, I sit down with Michael as we hammer out what he needs to do uh, to really take take it to the next level. I mean, uh, he surprised me because he reached out to me, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, and he had told me that he was getting ready uh, to, you know, plan to quit his job and that he still wanted to do his painting business on the side. And uh, he dropped a bomb on me uh, when we actually did our business breakthrough and said, Hey, man, just so you know, I quit my job yesterday, you know, and then that was uh, the, that's what started the trajectory of our conversation. Um, awesome business breakthrough. I think you guys are going to get a lot out of it. Uh, real quick, just so you know, uh, Michael is a podcast listener and, uh, it's really cool that somebody can, you know, listen to this podcast and be like, Hey, I want to jump into the business breakthrough. So if you are one of those people and you want to sit down with me and do a business breakthrough, a free coaching session, no strings attached, I'd love to have you on. Uh, you could just look at the uh, description of the podcast. There is a link to book. Thank you for listening. And it starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What is going on, everyone? I'm here with Michael Messick's Southern Dynamic Painting, and he just dropped a bomb on me. He said he quit his job yesterday, and he's going <laughs> to go full time into his business. But you've been doing this for a year and a half. So you've been, have you been doing it like on the weekends or? Right. Yeah, basically. So I've been working, I work shift work. So I would have seven day breaks, um, okay. you know, in between the shift work. And that's when I would do, you know, a majority of my work. Right. So you would do it, you would do it. Uh, that's, that's crazy, man. So you'd be doing it during the day. Like you just leave and then come back or like right. that, so that? what I would have to do. So, you know, I was working day shift and night shift. So Gotcha. You know, it was constantly changing. So when it was on days, I couldn't really do anything on night shift. I right. might go work in the morning for a little bit. Right. And, um, you know, when I get okay. off that morning, I would go straight to work pretty much. So, so were you, so, so let me ask you this. So you started your painting business. Um, did you have any painting experience before you started your business or did you kind of just want to start a, start a business and you felt painting would be the painting would be the go-to? Uh, no, actually I did it while I was a, a, you know, a teenager. I say that like 18, 19, 17 years old. Okay. Um, yeah, but I, that was mainly a commercial, um, in a commercial space. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you, have you ever heard of the masters, you know, the golf tournament? Yeah. Well, where that's held the Augusta nationals, that's actually where I painted. Oh, so cool. that's where I learned to paint it. Yeah. Nice. All right. Very cool. So yeah, I mean, that's a good experience right there. Um, in a right. really professional setting. So you now do painting for for residential customers though now right 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 yeah yeah that's where yeah okay cool so um southern dynamic painting now are do you have anyone that's been working alongside you have you been kind of treading water just doing it yourself um yeah what is that? actually uh i actually have one of um he's been a friend of mine i've known him since we were kids um so he kind of like understood my schedule understood you know I was up front, you know we might have work this week we might not next week and he was okay with that with what you know he has going on too so um, it, it kind of worked out for us. And now we've kind of like, you know, 
like on a my team? team team teamed up i guess you could say and kind of knocked what's the out. uh now is there a is there a partnership involved have you discussed ownership with him or is he more so in a salary role eventually like what is have we set those parameters yet Right. So like he's actually in the long run wanting to do his own business. I, I feel like I've kind of motivated him to do that. And um, okay. so I fully support that. So right now he's, cool. you know, more on the employee side of things. And so I think maybe that's the he way can be, be a subcontractor for you um, at some right. point. You know, I think that's really cool that you guys are open and uh, want to help each other. All right, cool. So, uh, you know, you're usually like, I like to kind of just set, set a direction whenever we start these, just like, what's an area that you, um, that you feel like you need some, uh, some, you know, a, a push in what's an area that you're kind of like, I don't really know how I'm going to approach that area in your business. What's that, what's that looking like for you? Um, really just, uh, uh, you know, within myself, I need like help with like, uh, organization is one, you know, that's a big okay. deal. Um, okay. you know, and, and getting in front of customers. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, you are, uh, in a position now, man, where, uh, you are completely free from your job, um, right. as of yesterday, which is so cool, man. Um, little scary, right? Right. Oh yeah. I'm definitely nervous. But, <laughs> I remember uh, that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I, I quit my, uh, my safe, uh, bank job and, uh, never look right. back. So a little scary and you are entering into a time where, where paint's running low and a lot of chaos going on, but that doesn't mean you can't succeed. You just got to be strategic. So, um, right. let's start <laughs> off with, you know, working backwards, man. I always like to work backwards because if you work backwards, you can at least get close to where you want it. And chances are that goal is going to move and change, uh, but at least get you started. Foundationally, um, idea is to make sure, number one, uh, you know, if you're going the employee route or you're going to be going the subcontractor route, have you decided what you want to build? Do you want loyal employees, loyal to Southern Dynamic Painting? Or are you wanting to go out there and sell jobs and look for, uh, you know, reputable, good subcontractors to do that work for you and build those type of relationships? What have you thought about when it comes to uh, those things? Definitely, definitely employee route. Um, one for the fact that, you know, I, I enjoy, you know, having more of a team, like family like to work around, you know what I mean? Okay. That, that support system is very important. And with subcontractors, I've never done it, but I feel like you wouldn't have that personal connection with the people you work around. You'd be right. I mean, unless you build longstanding relationships as if, right. a, builder, as if a builder would with his drywall guy who's been doing drywall in all their custom homes for 15 years. Uh, that yeah. guy's probably like family. You're just starting out. So you need to really nurture those relationships. I think, um, you know, starting with that, I think it's about really creating an environment that would encourage, um, you know, upstanding citizens who pay their bills, who want to grow, who want to uh, achieve their goals, creating an environment that they would want to live in. Um, right. And that's your job as a business owner. And by that, I mean, you know, what is the legal side of your intake process look like? Have you thought about number one, uh, getting a payroll company or having some sort of software that handles making sure taxes are paid, pay stubs are being produced? Have you thought about that? Do you have anything in place? Well, see, as of right now, I don't, I don't have anything in place because, you know, all that's kind of new to me. You know, most, okay. I mean, I guess most uh, owners, when they start out, you know, start out kind of under the table, you know, um, until they yep. get the hang of things. So like, well, I'm here's, at my, here's my thing. And, and, mm -hmm. and please, anything I say, I just want to make sure I give you the truth because right. I want you to be successful. You've been doing this for a year and a half. This should have been something you've been thinking about for a year and a half because- right reality of the situation is I know you just got legal and licensed about three months ago, 
But yeah. this, this thing is usually something that gets postponed because we say, I don't even want to deal with that. I don't even know how that works. I'm used to right. getting the check, not creating the check. So right. as, as making that transition, it's all about a mindset and something as simple as doing the research to see, number one, what do I need to pay? How does it need to be paid? And how can I have someone do this for me? That is a strategic business owner because chances are you're not going to go learn tax law and you're not going to go learn how yeah. all that stuff works. Guess what, man? You're in the best time to start a business. It's 2021. There's software out there uh, that right. does this stuff for you, bro. Um, right. I'm going to name, I'm going to name one here and it's called Gusto. Um, Gusto? that's who, yeah, that's who I use. You definitely write it okay. down or, yeah. uh, you know, I'm happy to <laughs> give you, a, I'll give you a, a, an email later or something with some information, but okay, uh, Gusto, yeah, sure. Gust, Gusto is where we want to start. And the reason why I say that is because, um, number one, what they do is they are just a payroll administrator. Okay. Mm -hmm. And essentially what, what your job is, is as a business owner is to find out where you are most valuable and grow your business. Now, yes, could you actually figure out how much you need to pay your employees uh, and calculate the taxes and calculate the federal unemployment tax rate of whatever it is now and the SUI and all these things that, you know, change. And I wouldn't even be able to tell you. Okay. Right. I recognize I'm more valuable as a business owner selling jobs and overseeing operations rather than this minute stuff that I could just pay for. So Gusto's right. really cool. Here's how it works. So essentially, um, let's, you know, your friend, what's your friend's name? His name's Connor. Connor. Okay. So let's say we go up to Connor, we have a conversation, say, look, man, I know you want to start your business, but let's work on this together. Uh, I'm going to actually make you an official employee of this company so we can at least start getting you some payroll and uh, you can help me figure out how to do this payroll thing. Okay. Cause it sounds like he's a team player when it comes to helping you succeed. And I'm sure it'll be vice versa when it comes time for him to start his own gig. So you right. guys kind of figure this out together. But what happens with <clears throat> Gusto is first of all, number one, you sign up with them. You make sure everything is legal. You put in your EIN number, you put in company name, you put in your company bank account. Do you have a company bank account yet? No, that's actually something I was going to All right, that's going to be, all right. That's number two. And I'll, I'll send you some information, man, and get you kickstarted here. Um, yeah. But you got to have a company bank account because as a business, we got to separate business money and personal money. That is, that is rudimentary. You got to make sure we get that taken care of. Um, right. So essentially we're going to get that business bank account in there. Um, and what we're doing is just setting up our profile, letting them know where we live, what, and they'll calculate the tax rate, all that. The initial setup is the hardest part, you know, and somebody will walk you through it. Okay. Right. Second step is, okay, Connor, how many hours did you work this week? Right. And this is once you get Connor onboarded and you, it, onboarding an employee is just as simple as put in their email address. Gusto sends them the paperwork they need to fill out. And you get it back and you approve it and done. Now Connor's an employee of your company officially. Okay. okay. So the first, yeah. So, so as easy as it is, all you do is say, Hey, Connor, how many hours you work this week? And you would track that somehow. And let's say right. you work 40 hours. All you got to do is put in 40 hours. Okay. And when Connor's onboarded, you obviously put in how much he's getting paid per hour. It calculates that for you. So let's say he's getting 10 bucks an hour just for easy math be 400 bucks. Okay. Then it's going to say, okay, actually, um, you know, Michael, it's going to be $450 out of your bank account because you've got to factor in your employer responsibility, which is matching his taxes and then his taxes, which is another 50 bucks. So now you're getting 500 taken out of your bank account. Um, and they facilitate paying those areas that need to be paid. Does that make sense? 
Gotcha. Yeah. 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 They do it all for you. Okay. Right. So, right. so that is just the tax portion of an employee. When you do decide to bring on employees, you're going to have to have what's called workers' compensation. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Okay. And you probably heard of it many times, but just to give you a refresher, if uh, somebody gets hurt, you know, they have, you have insurance to cover any medical expenses and anything like that. It's one of those things that uh, you don't want to skip. Okay. It's really expensive and it's annoying to pay, but it's right. one of those things <laughs> that you just, you know, you just don't, you don't skip workers comp. It's like one of those things, right. man, it's not worth the risk. You know, you can get, you look all over the, all over the interstate, you see those signs say injured, you know, call this attorney. You know, right. all those guys are doing is suing workers comp companies. And guess what? If you don't have one, they're suing you for your personal assets. So right. I take that super seriously. The, the reason oh, yeah. I'm bringing this, the reason I'm bringing this up is because workers comp and payroll go hand in hand, which means you pay a percentage of whatever Connor gets paid. Okay. So if Connor makes $400 and your workers comp premium is 10%. Okay. Mm -hmm. That means that you need to pay $40 to workers comp. Okay. It's proportional. If Connor doesn't work that week and make $0, you don't pay any workers comp. Does that make gotcha. sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so in other words, it's proportional. So in right. other words, is the more he gets paid, it's a variable uh, expense. The more he gets paid, the more you pay as your company grows, the more employees you have, the more you're going to pay, you know, I'm up to a, a lot. So, right. Good news is number one, it's a write-off, you know, yeah. and number two, you get peace of mind. So whatever. But anyway, the reason I'm bringing this up is because a company like Gusto actually facilitates that for you. So they know, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, Michael's paying Connor $400. We've got to actually factor in an additional 10% and pay that to workers comp for him. So remember we said you, you owe 500. Well, guess what? Yeah. Now you owe 540 for that 40 hour pay week for Connor getting $10 an hour. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So with a software like Gusto, you're knocking out three things. You're knocking out employee onboarding, which is really important for a, 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 a company that takes pride in their processes. Okay. So again, yeah. you know, you think of somebody that's not your friend coming into Southern dynamic painting, you know, Hey man, I just want to let you know the way we do things. First thing, we're going to send you an email later. You're going to onboard with our payroll company. Doesn't that sound a little more professional than, right. Hey yeah. man, you know, you know what I'm saying? So we're creating that environment that you as somebody who's worked for probably a you know company you just left probably right. put you through something similar right right exactly we want to we want to stay right in alignment with that man so we attract good people so number 1 it's taking care of the employee onboarding number 2 it's taking care of your tax uh, liability and making sure that your taxes being paid properly okay that's number 2 taxes and then number 3 it's facilitating your workers comp okay if you choose not to go with this company <laughs> um mm. You got to figure all that stuff out on your own. And it's, it's right. probably not, and it's probably not going to be done right. Pricing right. on this thing is um, for you, it would be probably, I don't know, with one person, 40 bucks a month. Okay. Right. So literally, that's not, absolute, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if you were to hire a company called Paychex or uh, ADP, it would be way more. Okay. So you don't need to do all that. So right. I, you know, as much as I want to talk about the fun things, you got to get this foundation built first, man. I mean, this foundation oh, yeah. is so important. So we talked 100%. about, yeah, we talked about a payroll company. <laughs> so that's, that's number one. We need a business bank account. That's number two. What about accounting? What about bookkeeping? Have you thought about that? Yes, I have. And honestly, obviously you can probably give me some insight on this is like how to, 
how do I even do that? Like, so I have all my, you know, jobs, profit, you know, uh, sales, I had the whatever. Same question. When I first started, I had the same question. Like, it's what, like, what do I, I even do? <laughs> yeah, what do you do? So, so I was blown away, man. My whole life I was told, keep the receipts, keep the receipts. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. they don't need to keep the receipts, man. That's why it's important to have a business bank account because what your accountant is going to do is they're going to connect your business bank account with their software program. And it's actually mm. going to read your transactions. So Bookkeeping and accounting are two totally different things, believe it or not. So bookkeeping okay. is essentially the organization of expenses. So essentially what an accountant's job is, is to minimize your liability. Liability meaning how much you need to pay the IRS. That's why we hire accountants to do that for us. And essentially right. the IRS outlines things that are considered deductions. So pre-tax deductions. So if you make $1,000 and you spend $200 on advertising, that would be considered a marketing expense. So you don't pay tax on the $1,000. You pay tax on $800. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So really what the responsibility of a bookkeeper is, is they need to read all of your transactions. So here's one. I know you probably have heard of drip jobs. That's my software. If someone's right. using that, it's a deduction because it's a business expense to help them grow their business. So somebody seeing that as a bookkeeper would actually look at that expense and actually write it off. And it's the same thing. So you would have a business bank account and you would just charge everything relating to your business on that business bank account for the mm -hmm. sole reason and purpose of your, your bookkeeper, which could also be your accountant. Sometimes they're separate. You can have a bookkeeper and you can also have an accountant. And I'll get into what an accountant does in a minute. But a bookkeeper is going to go in there and they're going to separate all those expenses into the right bucket. So if you go and buy lunch for your team, guess what? Mm. That's 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 a that's a deduction for for meals. If you spend money on paint, that's a deduction for materials and supplies. So that's how it works. So you don't need to save receipts. It, it's all logged in your online ledger uh, for your for your business bank account. OK, yeah, that makes sense, because I was I was curious about that. And that makes you know, that mitigates a lot that, of work. Right. So. It will be a lot of work, especially as you grow. So you're looking at probably spending between 80 to $150 a month on a bookkeeping service. Okay. At mm. your stage. Okay. Um, which right. again, remember, you're going to have to transition mentally from what I like to call the employee mindset, which I once had to mm. the business owner slash investor mindset. You got to look at time versus you know, value here, you know, you got to look at what I'm spending and what I'm getting in return. Do you honestly think that you're going to do a better job bookkeeping than a professional bookkeeper? Right, no, no. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. not. And they're going to find things that you wouldn't find yourself just to save. And you're trying to save 150 bucks a month when you're going to wind up saving thousands in what they can deduce from your owed tax. You see how that works? It's kind of like, you got to, you got to think of that as like, that's a necessity. You also have to right. remember in our business, bro, we don't need it. We don't need a office right, right away. You know, yeah, we don't right. need, we don't have these expenses. So utilize these. Okay. So that's, that's a bookkeeper. And then the next one is an accountant. So an accountant is who does your quarterly, um, your, your, uh, if you want to do semi-annually and your year end taxes. Okay. These are the guys that actually hammer out the, the business tax return. Okay. So you've got right. to classify your business. Do you know what you classified your business as an LLC or an S corporation? Yeah, LLC. Yeah. You did an LLC. Okay. So you would actually bring that to an account and say, Hey, here, I'm an LLC. Well, that means that you actually have to file a separate tax return. Okay. okay. For your business. Okay. So, um, I, I'm not super, super clear on how all that works, but again, that would be, 
an accounting question that you would ask your accountant, right. but what they're going to be doing is they're going to be putting together uh, a tax return for your business. Okay. And that's, yeah. that's what that means. Okay. So um, typically um, a tax return for your business is going to be like a thousand dollars at the end of the year. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's, that's usually what it goes for. So we cover some foundational stuff, man, like things that you should really be thinking about. Um, a couple mm. administration things. Do you have a business phone number or are you using your cell phone? Yeah, I've been using my cell phone. I've uh, got it. Can't have it, dude. Can't have yeah. it. You got to switch now. You got to make the, the pivot now. So actually, if you go on uh, Google Voice, so if you mm. go to voice.google.com, I've been using okay. that for years, man. And it's great. It's a uh, you get your own. You can pick a phone number, a business line. And uh, mm. it does the trick. And I'm telling you this now, before you start branding your company, you do not want your, your personal cell phone to be, you know, where, you know, where people call you, because as you grow, you're going to want to separate that for sure. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Business and home yeah. life, you know, business. Exactly. Well, it's just, yeah. you might have someone answering that phone eventually, right? You might have, you know, if we think and that's not too far away, you might have somebody you want answering the phone, right? So you got to right. make sure you have a business phone number. Um, do you have a website? Yeah, I do actually. Okay. So you got a website. All right. That's good. Um, okay. So do you have a uh, Sherwin Williams account or do you have a paint vendor that you're going to that you're interested in working with? Yeah, I use uh, nothing but Sherwin Williams. I use a, I have a credit line with them. So, okay, cool. So you got a credit line. I like hearing that. All right. So, I mean, we covered a lot of the, the boring stuff, you know, right. I, I kind of want to get into how to get you in front of some customers. What have you yeah. been doing now to get you to get you in front of some customers? Okay, so this week alone, I had a home advisor. What Angie's list now? Um, okay. I had them for two days, and then I had to pause the leads because I got four or five. And like right now, let's talk I, about that. Let's talk about that. All right, so yeah. you got four or five leads from them. I think mm. first of all um, that you went out on a limb and signed up for them is good. I think it's good. You, right. you also, have you ever been in a sales position? Do you ever have a sales job before? No. Okay. So I'm going to teach you something about sales that I learned um, okay. in, in sales. And sales is all about persistence. So I want to ask you and just honestly answer so I can help you. How many times have you called at each one of those leads? Like how many times have I called them to set up or follow? To set up an appointment. Yeah. How many times have you called I've those leads? I've only had to call them one time each and they've all responded and Great. I've all gotten estimates for all of them. So perfect. So you, you're yeah. batting a thousand right now on converting a new lead to what I consider an opportunity. That's really good on a right. grand scale. You might not be that lucky. And this is your first set of leads. Yeah. Two days worth. Good, man. Hey, whatever you're doing, yeah. you're doing, you're doing it right. So you I got some, es you got some estimates out to them. Um, what were the outcomes of those estimates? Have you sold any? Okay, so I haven't had the chance to yet. I met with one of them this morning, which I'm pretty sure I sold her already because she was already talking about starting on Monday and I didn't even give her a price yet. Um, so uh, have that one. And then another one, a fence stain. I went to them. They said they'd think about it. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, and then I have one on Monday that I'm meeting with and then I'm waiting on a response from one. So which okay. um, I haven't exactly understood. Uh, sorry about that. I got a phone call. Um, I haven't exactly understood. So when I am in there, some of them give me the ability to contact the customer directly, which like not directly, it's obviously through their phone number with the extension. And then I've had some that um, 
only allow me to request it from the customer, which I haven't understood that exactly yet. So like I got a request from a customer said accept, and then it tells me that, hey, we're waiting on the customer to accept your whatever, you know? So, so um, you know, it's constantly changing. I don't even deal with it really. So let me tell mm. you about, let me talk about drip jobs and I'll give you okay. an idea why it's what it is and what it does. So um, Angie and Home Advisor, they're just one lead source. Okay. Like you have to understand lead sources. You have to understand where you're putting your money, your ROI, right. what you're targeting. You said something to me about fence staining. Um, mm. Is that one of the leads you got? Yes. Okay. So before we even go any further, I think it's really important for you to identify what type of jobs that you're going to really focus on initially, because right. when we look at a business, first of all, this is what's going to happen. If you don't know any better, you're going to take on whatever you think you can take on because you're not confident where the next job's coming from. So for yeah. you, it's yeah. like you're in survival mode. You want to get as much jobs done as possible. Um, that will work for a little bit, but then you're going to start running into problems with your production. Maybe Connor gets burnt out and he's tired of doing all these different types of jobs. It makes it harder to hire because you're looking for certain skills that may not be available to hire. And people who have those skills want way more money than you're willing to pay right now. So right. you got to really simplify the type of jobs that you're going to be taking. And I think that it's a good start for you, especially in Georgia, to start mm. with exteriors because it's pretty Those warm there. Yeah, those, those are your favorite. favorite. So <laughs> I would first identify like, okay, what are we going to specialize in? And I tell people this all the time, you know, mm. stents, like fence staining is its own business. You can honestly be a fence staining company and, and have all the fence staining business, or you could be an exterior only company and have all the exterior painting and yeah, you could be an interior point, painting. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, right. you know, I, you know, when you, when you call Angie, your home advisor back, you say, Hey, I just want exterior leads right now. And mm. what you need to do, and the reason I say this is because every type of business that you select, when I say it like that, it kind of makes sense, requires, number one, its own estimating process. They each have their own different timeline of how jobs get done, when they can get done, the type of yeah. temperature that's required for them to be done in, okay? Right. So, that, so you have the estimating process, you have you know external factors that could affect timelines, date, due dates, things like that. Um, you mm. have the, the marketing behind it. Okay. So as you grow, you're not just going to want to use Angie. You're not going to want to use home advisor or whatever. You might want to get into Google, want to get into Facebook and those ads that are on those websites require targeting specific niches like exterior painting. Okay. Right. So there's marketing behind it. And then the production behind it, you're going to have to teach your team how you want exteriors done to the standard of which you want them done. And if you're doing like an exterior one week and then an interior next week, and then fence staining the next week, it's taken you three weeks to learn from your mistakes on the first exterior you did. Right. Yeah. You know, so when you create a business, you've got to be thinking, how can I systemize? How can I optimize? How can I get this to the point where I've mastered this one area? So, for example, I'm saying, OK, you as a business owner, you got to say, OK, I'm going to spend a thousand dollars on leads. OK, exterior only. And I'm just going to give you an example. Here. I'm going to spend a thousand dollars on leads. That thousand right. dollars based on my ability to convert those leads <clears throat> should generate me, let's say, 10 appointments out of 20 leads. Okay. So you got to be like, okay, 50% of the time with these leads, I'm converting them to estimates. Okay. Right, right now you're at hundred percent. So that's pretty good, but yeah. here's where, here's where I'm getting at. Okay. So you've converted 
10 of those to, to 10 or 10 of those into estimates. Now from there, what is your closing rate? Okay. Have you learned how to accurately describe how you're going to do an exterior painting job? The, have you honestly listened to what exterior painting customers ask? Have you honestly looked into the best products and have you honestly looked into creating the best exterior experience? That's going to increase your sales ratio because you're going to come across as an expert. And right. I don't think you've mastered that yet. Maybe you have, yeah. I don't know. But if you're doing other things, maybe not to the standard of which you know you could. So your conversion rate on those estimates might be 40%. So you might convert four people into sales. Okay. Now your ability to upsell and increase the value of that sale will turn into a metric known as average job size. So mm. out of those four jobs that you get one per week, you might be averaging right now $4,000 per exterior. And you know what that turns into four, eight, 16, 20,000 in a month. So, right. you know, you're looking at, but the reason I'm saying this is because number one, it all starts with your marketing and marketing is really a result of understanding where you're going to specialize. And until you identify that your marketing is going to be all over the place. Like you said, Yep, I got a fence staining estimate today. And then I got an exterior estimating. There's plenty of exterior jobs. There's plenty of interior jobs and there's plenty of fence staining jobs. Start with one. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because we can't rely on Connor <clears throat> over here to be what's going to get your business to where it needs to be. Because you, like right. you said, he wants to go do his own thing. He can operate in a project management role, but I think you need to start thinking about how you're going to hire and train. Can you paint an exterior by yourself? Do you know all aspects? Oh, painting yeah. next year. Perfect. Yeah. So Good. like Connor, I had, uh, you know, he knew a little bit about painting himself, you know, like standard stuff. And, right. uh, you know, I've, I've been slowly trying to train him up on the things that I know how to do that way. I don't always have to be there. Right. You know, so you already have that mindset of training and teaching and implementing. And I think it would be wise for you. Again, mm -hmm. you're really creating, you're in such a, 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 it's like an infancy, man. Like how important an infant's like first three months are to how the trajectory right. of its life goes. Like, I think for you, um, I really believe that it would be wise for you to write down your processes, right? Like get those on paper and create some standards of like how you want to do business, how you guys approach an exterior job. You know what right. I'm saying? Like what, what you need to do as the expert on the job to ensure that if you bring in somebody who doesn't have experience, they can still be successful. Like, that's how vital I believe that it is. You know, I don't know. How do you feel about that advice there? I mean, is that something that you've kind of, you know, that yeah, you could lean I mean, toward doing? Uh, you know, that would, there's so much, if you, if you go to one job and bid it one way or, you know, talk to the customer a certain way and don't have like a schedule, I guess you could say it creates a lot of inconsistency and you know, you, you know, and I've caught myself doing that sometimes too. Like I'll just get to talking to a customer and, you know, I go to the next one and, you know they might not be as talkative as the last customer. So you've got to like figure out a way, okay, how can I get this person talking about what questions are they, they thinking? You're like, yeah, you yeah. got to learn it to the point. Like what questions are they thinking about? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of one of the things that I would consider you really just, but you learn that through experience. And I'm coming from you as I turned down so many interior jobs, my first six months in business, because yeah. I used home advisor to target me the exterior estimates. So all I was doing was exterior estimates over and over and over and over again. Cause I knew my team wasn't good enough to paint inside, dude. We just did not, we sucked, you know, <laughs> but nothing wrong with that. I was like, I can make up for errors outside, but inside 
different story. So for yeah. me, it was just like <laughs> learning that exterior process. So, um, you know, I won't go too deep into that. I just want you to mm. think about which one you like the best. You have a marketer right now who I don't think you should, you know, be too dependent on, but for right now it's fine. And Angie, um, and, uh, calling them up and say, Hey, I just want exterior estimates. Now I was telling you about drip jobs real quick. Yeah. Um, you know, you need a CRM, you need something to send estimates. Are you using anything right now to actually send estimates to your customers? Yeah. Like I said, you know, I've been watching some of your stuff and, um, started to learn about drip jobs, but I was already part of QuickBooks, um, okay. which QuickBooks is okay. Um, uh, I find it sometimes hard to navigate on certain yep. things. Like just not hard, but more or less aggravating. Um, you know, so it, it gets the job done, but QuickBooks is, is honestly an accounting program that happens to have invoicing tied to it so okay that's yeah. great and all but you're not even really utilizing the accounting portion of it you're just using it to send invoices and estimates right 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 okay so with drip jobs you know it's really tailored for contractors but one of the big things with drip jobs is is we can connect um drip jobs to any lead service that allows things to be connected to it one of them is which is angie so for example as soon as that lead comes in within seconds not even quicker than you could call Drip mm. Jobs is sending out a text message and an email within seconds to them with your logo, your brand, your name, your phone number, really? all these things with a button inside those emails and a link inside that text message to actually have them book an estimate with you without you having the call. Okay. And that is something that I built into it because I've spent more money than anyone I know on home advisors. Actually, there's a couple people. Um, but yeah. <laughs> still, I just realized that like, it's inefficient to have to just keep calling and calling and calling when right. every, the way everyone interacts now is through text messages is through emails. So the cool thing about this is, is let's say they don't actually book the estimate. Let's say they ignore your message. Right. The next day it shoots out another one. Then the next day it shoots out another one. Then the next day it shoots out another one. It's repetitive, you know? It's and repetitive. It and yeah. it's, what it's doing is it's converting that lead into an appointment. Now, that doesn't mean you just get to get off scotch-free and you don't have right. to call. But what it's <laughs> right. doing is it's supplementing um, your human effort, which if you're out in the field, you know, there, here's an example. I, I would get a lead that came in at 10 o'clock at night. I don't know if that's happened to you yet. You only yeah. have been using them for a little bit, but it has it happened. Well, okay. So this happened, this actually happened to me the other day, the way I did that this morning, I got it at like six 30 in the morning, like super early. And it was yeah. like, your customer wants you to contact you now. I was like, well, I guess they wouldn't have sent it for no reason. Okay. So kind of stupid, but I called her at six 45 in the morning. She's like, hello, you know, like half asleep. And I'm yeah, like, I'm yeah. so actually, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that means she went and put it in last night and they timed it to come out, yeah. you know, but, but the thing is, is that with the trip jobs, you don't have to worry about that because it's shooting out that text, shooting out that email during those off times. Um, but it connects convenient. with, yeah, it's convenient, but that's just one aspect. It has estimating invoicing. You can put your appointments on there. You can put your job schedule on there. You can, you know, I, I can't get into all of it right now. And I, I, of course I'd love to show you a demo, but I just want to make sure that you understand that having a real estimating and invoicing software is really important. That is, is, that is designed for contractors because we do so much more than what, you know, QuickBooks is. It's QuickBooks is designed for anyone. I could be a web design consultant and use QuickBooks. You right, know, yeah. really, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you need something that's tailored to contractors. That's really important. Um, but yeah, so capitalizing on your, on your marketing uh, is really important. But, you know, again, going back to what you said about, you know, this area about getting in front of people, I really just want to make sure that we cover this in our, in our session here today is mm. understanding the types of leads that you're going to, you're going to encounter. 
you're in stage one right now. And I think stage one is really exciting because if you have the money to spend on marketing, which I'm sure you do to right. spend on marketing, um, it's really important by marketing. I mean, paying for leads. Now, yes, you've actually went ahead and you bought leads from Angie. Okay. You've mm. got to decide if that's a good fit for you. And by right. doing so, you're going to be trying it out and you need to be measuring your success. You said you got five. Didn't you say you got five leads, right? Uh, four, four, four. You got four yeah. leads. Okay. Did you actually do estimates for all four or are you waiting to do estimates? Three and then waiting on one. You got three and you're waiting on one. Okay. Yeah. Now out of those four, you need to see, okay, how much did I sell? Right. right? So let's say out of those four, you wind up selling $5,000. And how much did I pay for those four leads, which would probably be about 250 bucks. Okay. Uh, so I think that's spot on actually. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> yeah, I know that game, bro. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so you essentially you netted in that regard, 4750. Okay. Mm. That's a damn good investment, right? If you, somebody right. said, Hey, give me 250 bucks and I'll return you 4750. You're taking that every time. So that's right. the investor mindset, but I'm going to let you know what's going to happen. You yeah. might continue to utilize this service. And guess what? You might get 10 leads and only book two estimates. And then you're thinking, man, I just wasted 600 bucks on eight leads that never responded to me, you know, right. but those two leads, you've got to identify, Hey, did I make money on those two leads to cover that entire expense for marketing? And again, if the answer is yes, do it again and replicate right. what you're doing is you're creating a recycler. Okay. So you're putting money into marketing and you're getting out more money. You're putting money into marketing. You're getting out more money and you're utilizing that more money for stronger production. Okay. Right. I think that you're in a position now where you should look at your budget for the month. You should be spending at least a thousand dollars on leads because what it's going to do for you. Number one, it's going to get you in front of as many people as possible. That's number one. You need to get right. experience. Yeah. Full time. You know, you need to fill your day up with estimates at least two right now at your stage, you should be doing one to two a day. So, you know, so we talked about paid leads. That's Angie. Okay. And you have to understand the mindset behind that lead. So usually those people are searching and they have already assigned a budget to their job. That means they went to Angie saying, Hey, I'm ready to have this project done. Get me a contractor. Okay. That's why those leads are more expensive because they know this people who go there are ready to go. Right. 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 Okay. Then you have another level of, of paid leads, which I consider Facebook and I consider just, just Google leads. Okay. Now mm. Facebook leads are great because we can put your brand right on their timeline, man. We can say, Hey, here's Southern dynamic painting. My name's Michael. I'm the proud owner. And we'd love to give you a free estimate on any painting job that you want. What's great about that is they see you, man. If they actually go and move forward with uh, getting an estimate, it's because they like you, right? Right. Yeah. So exactly. that means you have a higher chance of closing the job because of you, but also you have to understand that those people might be caught by surprise when they see that and not really know how much a paint job costs. So that could yeah. offset the good of it being, they like you rather than, you know, somebody who's ready to buy had already knows what they want to spend. And you're just there providing the, the, the need, the service, same thing, right? with, yeah. same thing with Google. If they Google and your ad comes up or, you know, they're, you know, they're maybe generally searching, they go to your website, they see your brand, same deal. They know they want it. They just need an estimate for it. Okay. That's phase yeah. two. And then phase three, Three is organic. Have you heard that term before? Organic marketing? Uh, no. Okay. Organic marketing. If you think of anything that's organic, what does that mean? It grows on its own, right? 
like word of mouth, I guess you could say, right? Exactly. Word yeah. of mouth. Um, you know, just, just, yard, I would say yard signs, but just, just, you know, you get it like organic yeah. marketing. It's like, they know Southern dynamic painting. They've heard of you. Um, or, you know, if you actually look on uh, Google and you see people that have just, just reviews, that's like mm. organic marketing. They didn't have to pay, uh, pay for that marketing. Does that make sense? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's the, that's the big three. Okay. So right now in your phase, everything you should be doing should be paying for leads, whether it's through Facebook or whether it's through Angie, I suggest diversifying. I think it would be mm. wise for you later down the line to, to try both, but those two is where I'd start. Now, when it comes to production, man, I think you're in a position right now where you might not think so, but you should, you should look for hiring a helper right now to help, to help Connor. Have you thought about yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually talking to him about it today because today alone I have, after I, you know, get off this uh, zoom call, I've, I've got, two two more estimates to do okay uh, i got another one scheduled monday and i you know i was talking to him i was like hey you know i'm so busy like i've been so busy today i haven't even had a chance to go by and check on them yet so you know i so told Connor's him i was like, out hey, there we're... right now working oh yeah he's out there right now working good I, I so told what him, you should be doing is hiring <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that's yeah. what i was telling him i was like i'm gonna have to get you someone when it to comes help you. to hiring when it comes to hiring do you have any any concerns like are you you know, what are, what are your thoughts about hiring? This is probably, is this um, the first time you ever had to make like a, a, like a, do a hiring process? Like, is this like, or right. Yeah. This, that? this would be the first time. And, you know, um, you know, I have the, you know, personal things that I, I like, you know, I don't want anybody, I like to change the stigma of a painter. You think of a painter, you think of an alcoholic, somebody that's stumbling on the job, whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, that classic yeah, like that. painter. And, uh, so, you know, I really want to change the stigma of that and have some clean cut guys, you know, uh, customer service is really big for me. So, um, well, you know, you'll that's be a really big deal with that mindset. And I think that what you need to do is you need to create the environment that you want. You're going to be hard pressed right now to find someone with a lot of experience. And actually you don't need anyone with experience just so you know. Okay. Right. You don't, so don't think you need to hire anyone with experience. You have experience and Connor clearly has experience. You yeah. need a helper, somebody with no experience that wants to work. You're going to find that labor pool is massive. But right. remember, okay, remember, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this very clear. The absolute best applicants come from two places, okay? okay? I'm not saying that anyone else is not a good applicant. I'm just giving you the best chance. They either work for someone else and yeah. they're looking for a better opportunity or they're moving into town. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So you but but if we were to, to get a pie chart out, I'd say 80% of those applicants are going to be working currently, wanting a better opportunity versus 20% that are moving into your town. Right. Okay. So so that means that we should target the 80% by when we put out an ad, we need to make sure that we are conveying that we have a better opportunity. And you on the back end better be creating a better op better opportunity. Don't bring somebody who's used to getting a, 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 you know, direct deposit into your company and you don't even offer direct deposit. Right. You yeah. know, don't do <laughs> yeah. that. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, I wouldn't work for you. You know, right. like I just wouldn't, if you're going to just write me a check at the end of the week and I have no log of my hours, I have no log of my pay stubs. Remember we talked about it. Gusto, they do that for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's right. So, yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying is that when it comes to hiring, that's what you're looking for. Um, you know, I have a, a hiring course and I'm actually happy to give it to you for free. So okay. I will actually send you a link and you can get going uh, with that. So awesome. We covered a lot today, man. I know it was a little oh, overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, do you have any questions on anything? Um, I mean, you've hit some, uh, 
really solid points. And, you know, not only from us talking, but from you talking to others, I learn a lot too. You know what I mean? Um, There's a lot of advice. If you go through all the business breakthroughs, you know, and collect all that advice and apply it to yourself, it helps a lot, really. You know, because at least I haven't found it. There's there's nothing else out there like this. There might be a guy on YouTube like saying, oh, this is what you have to do to be successful as a painter or something like that. You know what I mean? But there's nothing where you're actually, you know, talking with people, you know, taking different scenarios and and you can apply that to yourself. So I think that's really great. So kudos to you for that. Thank Um, you, man. Thank you. Yeah, that was uh, that was the goal, man, is a collective growth. Um, But sometimes it's 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 actually more effective, like when someone's actually talking to you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Like, you, yeah. You've definitely heard my advice before, but I'm, I bet it, I bet it's a little bit different when it's coming directly at you because right. you know, it's just, that's just the way it is. So anyone out there jump on with me for a business breakthrough. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, you know, I'd love that's to right. chat with you. So, um, but yeah, man, you know um, you, you have a, a good head on your shoulders. You, you have a great mission. Um, you know, I, I can't just, I just can't emphasize it enough. Make sure that foundation strong because um, you know, that's what your company is going to be built off of something as simple as getting a business phone number, you know, getting, yeah. you know, getting a, a payroll company, you know, these things, if you're preparing, I, I like this term, you know, this little phrase, I use it a lot, dig your well before you're thirsty. Don't, don't dig it when you're thirsty. You're not going right. to have the energy. You're not going to have the energy to dig it when you're thirsty and you won't. That's where a lot of people find themselves right now. Maybe even listening to this is that they're so deep into their processes and they're so comfortable with things. Change is so hard. And it's like, oh, yeah. you've got to have the, 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 I don't even know if this is the right context for this. I've been waiting to use this word, the wherewithal. Wherewithal? <laughs> <laughs> I, heard the, yeah. I heard the rock using in, a, in, yeah. a, in an interview. Uh, anyway, you got to have the, you got to have the, you know, that mindset of like, I'm going to get this ready now for my, my house that I'm building in the future. Um, and I think you, you, you have that. You just got to, you got to make the investments. So um, yeah, we'll, that's we'll where it all starts that, is that and, foundation. Uh, it does. We'll close on that. And, uh, you know, I'd love to chat with you again. If you're ever interested, you, you hit another level in your business and you want to get deeper into sales or marketing. I think, oh, yeah, 100%. There's so much there, but you're, you're coming out the womb right now, dude. So I don't want to oh, yeah. hit you hard. Um, go out there and make a bunch of mistakes, but I think get, get the hiring, uh, done, get some experience, uh, doing these estimates and closing these jobs. And, uh, you know, next time we talk, I think you'll be in a, in a very, very good position. It'll be a good, you'll be thanking yourself for quitting that job. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah. I think so too. And I hope so. So (laughs) I'm excited, man. All right, man. Well, thank you. I'm going to close this out here and I appreciate you jumping on. All right. Yes, sir. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at contractor coach. And I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email, find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, And one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.